Our guest today is a librarian in a public school in Washington, D.C. with an impressive background. She holds not one, but three master's degree in library information science, media communications, and education leadership. Her impact extends far beyond her, the classroom. She was inducted into the Chicago Public School Librarian Hall of Fame with numerous awards and accolades to her name, including the 2015 Leadership Award from the Black Caucus of the American Library Association. My guest is truly a trailblazer in her field. Without any more delay, it is our privilege to introduce the remarkable and inspirational Casey Boyd. Could you tell us about some of the books that made an impact on you during your childhood and early teenage years and why they were special to you? Oh, wow. Um, well, I was that traditional curious kind of kid that was reading a lot. Um, I loved reading books that were by Virginia Hamilton, the Pickneys. Um, I love Disney books. Judy Bloom. These are some of my favorites when I was a young, um, young girl and preteen growing up in suburban Chicago. And so that's what kept me going in and out of the libraries is because um, many of these authors wrote series or they just wrote multiple books. And as soon as a new one came out, I was there to pick it up. At my high school, we don't have a school librarian. How do you think the absence of a full-time librarian at some high schools might impact students' educational experiences? And how can we work toward ensuring that all students, regardless of their zip code, have access to a robust, well-stocked school library program run by a full-time certified school librarian? Well, first, I think it's, um, it's really disheartening to hear that you do not have a school librarian on staff. Uh, school librarians... Um, for many people that work in education, they think the only thing that we do is just check out books. And we do so much more. Uh, we're driving the school curriculum in terms of we're supporting with that underbelly that supports the school curriculum. So what do I mean by that? Um, students learn in various different ways. Some are tactile. Some are visual, some are auditory, and so on. And what school librarians do is that they, they take a topic and they bring it more to life to support the varied learners that are in your classroom. So if you're studying a unit on uh, Great Britain, for example, um, and you want to get a real feel for Great Britain, maybe your librarian might take you on a virtual tour of um, of Albert Hall, for example, or maybe take you on a digital um, uh, breakout um, dealing with Big Ben and all of the things that that uh, occurred with you know building Big Ben in. Um, in Great Britain. So, you know, these are the things that librarians do is that they do, they conduct the research on a topic and they help and support what's being taught in class. How can we help um, bring school librarians into these positions that have been vacated? Well, it starts with funding. 
and it starts with parents. Parents have got to get involved. They are taxpayers. They have a right to come to school board meetings, and they have a right to ask the questions questions um, of why. Why don't we have a school librarian? And many districts will say, oh, it's funding, it's budgets and everything. Well, let's take a look at your budget. Let's really see. Let's take a deep dive and see what exactly are you as a school district spending money on? If the priority is ensuring that kids are reading and they're digitally prepared to, in, in the case of a high schooler, to um, um, for post-secondary work, how can all that be done if you don't have a school librarian that has supported that student with conducting various levels of research? Because I'm going to tell you, I've heard this time and time again, students that uh, go off to school for your university, college, or two-year, they struggle because they didn't have some of those core skills that were developed and helped, um, helped develop by a school librarian in terms of research and inquiry. Uh, and then uh, last, I'll, I'll say this in terms of the high school. You know, school librarians help a lot, help students out a lot with the college selection process all the way down to writing that uh, letter of inquiry uh, or personal statement that um, many students have to write an essay, you know, in order to get into a university. School librarians have been known to help support young people in writing those essays, to do, conduct the research too make their essay or their biography sound robust so it would capture the interests of a recruiter from a university. You know, these are just some of the things that librarians do. But, uh, and I could talk for days on this, but I'm just like thinking off of the top of my head because you are a high school student. These are things that impact you right now. And, and school librarians definitely help with uh, areas of discerning information because there's a tremendous amount of information that's thrown out here and it's hard for young people to navigate it but with, with the help of a librarian they can help you surf the net and find credible sources for you to use not just for personal inquiry but also to complete assignments for school and, and this is what's needed right now especially in our digitally, you know, heavy, uh, information heavy society that we live in. Librarians do a lot. We do, we do a lot. And then it also goes into the social and emotional level. I have students uh, currently have uh, struggles with anxiety. Some of them, some of them have uh, emotional behavioral disorders. I have some students that have issues with parents loneliness, um, not fitting in, and they come to the library and they find that this is a safe space where they could come and, and just be free or just be, you know, get away from sometimes the other kids in class. And then, of course, my LGBTQ kids that come in, I call them my pride kids because I'm so proud of them for showing pride. And um, I always make my library space a safe space for them where there's no teasing no disrespect everyone respects one another and we just treat each other in a kind manner 
And if that cannot be done, then I always tell the students, this is not the best place for you to come during the school day because we don't treat people in a disrespectful manner here. So yes, it's also navigating and also taking a daily temperature reading of certain kids that come into the library because some of them are in crisis, some of them are depressed, some of them are just not feeling good about themselves. And sometimes just having a constant of a librarian makes a difference for them. You know, just like having the constant of a classroom teacher can make a difference for them as well. Your blog, The Boss Librarian, covers a wide range of topics relating to K through 12 students technology in education, and book reviews. Can you highlight a recent topic or post that you believe is particularly important for educators and librarians today? Right now, what's really important is, for me, is the importance of students having the freedom to read. And, and you know, having them say, hey, this is what I want to read. I feel excited about this and advocating for those books to meet those personal needs. So that's the biggest thing that overall, overall arching theme of my, my blog as a whole is giving kids those freedoms and not dictating what they should or should not be reading. I recently interviewed Newbery award-winning author and illustrator, Jerry Craft. What was your reaction when you saw yourself depicted in one of his Marvel comics? I was shocked, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I, I was online one day and someone tagged me and said, oh, look at this. You're, you're in a Marvel. He had he didn't say anything to me. I didn't know anything about he it. Until put somebody you in there? Tagged me. Yeah, until somebody tagged me online and I was like, wait a minute. And I, I went back and I read his section and then that, that uh, in, the, in particular, those panels where I'm referenced, and I'm like, is, 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 am I really seeing myself depicted? Do I actually see my name here? Yes. <laughs> so it was very flattering. Uh, but it just goes to show you that when you're so busy doing the work, you're not paying attention to, well, when you're so busy doing the work, people are really watching you very carefully. And that's what it, it really comes down to. He, he's, he was observing the work that I was doing, advocating for kids to read. I'm just so proud of him because to see him on Velshi or either Joy Reed, um, uh, you know, at, during the weekday or either on the weekend, and he's speaking so passionately about the rights of kids and how they should be able to read his book and others that they're interested in. I'm just so proud of that because a lot of, there's some authors out here that will not get too deep in the woods on this topic, you know, because it is, it is a complex topic and it can be a game change. It can be a changer of your career, you know, and I feel that he's extremely brave and I appreciate the words that he has always spoken about librarians in the work that we do. He's always, you know, hyped us up. And I really appreciate that. When you're putting in work, other people are acknowledging it. None of your work goes to goes under the rug. You never know who is watching you. You know, 
I'm just busy doing the work because why was I hired? I was hired to service kids. I wasn't hired to be online, to talk with people, you know, online and so forth. My primary function in, at Jefferson is to work with kids and to get them excited about reading and to support the curriculum. That's, that's my job. And it just so happens that people pay attention to what I'm doing. You know, the good things, the bad things, and the ugly when I mess up. <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 you know, there's an audience there to watch that. And sometimes it's funny and sometimes it can't be sad and pitiful, you know, but they're there watching it. Casey, with your extensive experience as a librarian and your dedication to promoting literature, can you share your insights on the importance of addressing banned books and censorship in today's educational landscape? How can educators and librarians effectively navigate these challenges to ensure students have access to diverse and thought-provoking literature? Well, it takes a level of bravery um, because in this day and time, um, you have people that are not in agreement with, or they do not share your um, same vision. Yeah, they don't share, they don't, you don't have a common vision. And some of them, some have taken it to the extreme where they want to be intimidating and threaten people. And so if you're going to make a, take a stand on this issue, you got to be, have a level of bravery and also thick skin. Even though I work in education with my colleagues, there's still a, a small level of disconnect and it's my responsibility to re-educate the educator. And what I mean by that is um, sometimes you have colleagues that work with you in education and they're still carrying the, the, the belief of what librarians do based off of their experience for when they were in high school and grade school. Libraries and schools have changed a lot since then. And it's my responsibility to re-educate them, to show that show them that things are different. We're more uh, progressive. We're more digital. You know, we use computers. <laughs> we we bl we have blended learning everything. So I say all that to say that once that big hurdle is is accomplished, then um, we we can work together more fluidly. And I feel that we can tackle any problem when it comes to um, book banning and, and so, so forth, because at the end of the day, we service the same group of students. We see the hurt, we see the needs, we see the deficiencies that kids need. And, you know, we can work together to fulfill those needs for these kids so they can be uh, more productive. So it's possible. And I'm an optimist, a forever optimist. It can work. It can work. But we have to do it together. And we have to be in sync with one another. That's that's the yeah, most important thing about this. We have got to be in sync. As a keynote speaker and conference presenter, you've inspired audiences at various levels. What message or advice do you most commonly impart on your listeners? And what do you hope they take away from your presentations? Um, I leave people with 
um, some John Lewis quotes. And in particular, I talk about how important it is to be forever faithful and optimistic. If you take faithfulness and optimism out of advocacy work, you're not going to be very successful in my opinion. You always have to remain optimistic that things will change. And while trying to get things to change, things will get very difficult. And some people may say, you know what, maybe you just should give up. It's too, you know, this is too hard. But you, you got to have that faithful and optimism that things will get better. And that's what I always leave with audiences is that you're going through a very rough time right now. But hang on. Don't give up. Things will get better. It may be a year, two, three, four, five from years from now. Um, but things will get better. I was speaking to some a group of librarians actually last night that are working in a district, in a state, I should say, where they're trying to close the library programs. And that's the last word I left with them is that be, you know, hopeful and optimistic about this because things will change. But you got to be patient. You got to be very patient. As we conclude this insightful interview with Casey Boyd, we want to express our sincere gratitude for sharing your experience, expertise, and dedication to the world of libraries and education advocating for equal access to quality resources is truly inspiring. We encourage our readers to explore Casey Boyd's work further through her blog, The Boss Librarian, and to stay connected with her advocacy efforts. We look forward to witnessing the continued positive impact you will undoubtedly have on the world of education and libraries. Thank you, Casey Boyd. It was a pleasure talking to you. It was a pleasure.